0: the lord is indeed a great day to be alive thank you for letting me come into your space this is the great day the lord has made and indeed will rejoice and be glad in it hallelujah i really thank god and i do believe that you've been blessed some of you have definitely let us know how you've been blessed and let me please ask you you know as i've done previously help us share these messages all these messages that come your way share this message be if it's blessed you share with somebody else so they can be blessed Hallelujah. And so I want to also refer you, you know, to our website. And uh, right there we've got a lot of wonderful resources and you can send send me a message and all that. Our uh, website is www. Faith faithimpactmins.org M-I-N-S. Hallelujah. Well, I'm really so excited because we're going to be looking at something you need. Every one of us needs this. And this is something, you know, that is really part of who we are and part of the nature of Christ. This is who we are. Hallelujah. You know, we need to identify with who we are in Christ. Thank God, you know, people are so big about identifying with their natural race and all of that. Well, nothing wrong with that, but more importantly, about who we are in Christ, because it's in Christ that we have the blessings and what God has already accomplished for us in Christ Jesus. And today we're going to be looking at, uh, you know, uh, uh, something here, very, very exciting, and we uh, going to be reading, you know, from two accounts here, I'm sure you're familiar with it, the story of the man, you know, the madman of Gadara. You know, I find this man very, very unique and there are just some qualities I want to highlight about this dear man. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank God for how he got delivered. And uh, I'm going to be, what we're going to be looking at today is how strong is your want to? How strong is your want to? Take your pencil or pen and write that down. How strong is your want to? Grab a hold of your Bible, and we're going to be seeing a few things here which, is, which are so important. And by the way, these things we're going to be looking at, that's, this is the way Christ is. This is the way we should be. You know, Christ is our Father. We came out of Him, hallelujah, and His nature is our nature. The nature of the Father is our nature. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, in going through the Bible, one of the things I want you to realize in going through the Bible, yes, you will see different ones, different characters in the Bible. And there's a temptation for us to think about this: people being superhuman. No, they were not superhuman to begin with. In fact, they were ordinary people like everybody else. But when they received the word of God, received Jesus or heard about Jesus, they connected with him and it changed them completely. And so, how strong is your want to? In fact, I'm sure you do remember the story of the woman with the issue of blood in, in uh, Mark chapter five. That woman had been hemorrhaging for twelve years. Bible says she'd spent all she had and had gone everywhere. If she heard about you know some physician here who had a maybe a miracle cure who was so good, she went there. She spent her resources trying to get healed after being seriously disappointed. And you can know how that can really affect people psychologically, emotionally. After being beaten black and blue and in pain, hemorrhaging, well, one day she heard about Jesus. You know, she could have heard about Jesus and said, well, you know, I've been to the best of them. I'm so tired. You know, uh, look, everywhere I've gone, I've been disappointed. What difference will it make? But that's not what we read about this woman. When she heard about Jesus, she didn't put Jesus in the same category as all the other physicians, all the other places and people she'd been to who had led her down the path of disappointment. She made a definitive statement and said, If I only touch the hem of his garment, I will, definite, I will be healed. Thou showed how strong. Her one, two was. She said it. If I can only touch. In fact, when you read the amplified version, it gives the idea. You know, she was so burning with uh, a tantalizing fever of expect- expectancy that she hardly could sleep the night before. I, if I could only think about it. Been bleeding and in pain for 12 years, literally impoverished, as it were. But she said, you know what? Jesus, the Messiah, according to the book of Isaiah, what Isaiah said about him, they mean the Messiah is coming to town, I'm going to be healed. I don't care how long I've been disappointed, this is my day of healing. She could hardly sleep the night before. Bible says she came and kept saying, if I can only touch. She probably wasn't coming. You know, and, that, and that morning when she, when I'm saying morning, crap in the morning or whatever time of day, and she said, she got up there and she saw a crowd. Don't forget she's bleeding. Don't forget she's in a, she's a crowd. And you would have thought, oh my goodness, how can I struggle through this crowd? Oh my goodness. How, what would I do? And besides, there is Jairus in his full of Gallia, a ruler of the synagogue, the religious authority. And the rule of the day, the law said, somebody like her shouldn't mix with the crowd, mix with people. And if she was caught mixing with people, there was Jairus. Remember, she doesn't know why Jairus is out there next to Jesus. She doesn't know. And Jairus, as the ruler of the synagogue, is the one with the authority to have that whole crowd stone her to death, dead, stone her to death, right there on the streets. But regardless of all of that, none of that could stop her. That shows how strong her want to is. She fought her way through that crowd, touched Jesus without speaking to him, without seeking permission, and took a hold of what she wanted. The moment she made contact, she got healed and was going to leave. Remember when Jesus Jesus said, Who touched me? Somebody touched me. Jesus didn't even know who touched him. Yeah, there were all kinds of touches, but there was just one touch of faith. Bible said, when Jesus said, "Who touched me?" According to Luke, account, I said, "All denied." Everybody said, "Denied." Oh no, no, no! I'm not the one. Because why would they all deny? They don't know why the master is saying, "Who touched me?" Maybe some somebody could have thought, maybe well, he, he, somebody uh, grabbed a hold of his wallet. His wallet is missing. <laughs> you know, so they all denied. And Bible said, when she could not be hidden, she spoke up and told the whole truth. Jesus was not exposing her to embarrass her or have her killed. No, Jesus was using her to give her testimony to be an object, of, object lesson and also to be an encouragement to Jairus, whose daughter was at home sick. Hallelujah. Dear friend, how strong is your want to? You know, somebody else we can see here that demonstrated a very strong want to is the Syrophoenician woman. This woman, we have, we have right there in, uh, in uh, Matthew 15, she came after Jesus. She's a Gentile. You know, she's not part of the commonwealth of Israel. She doesn't have a covenant with God. And when she came, you know, there's just something when you have a strong wants to, it can be perceived. When she came, and Jesus said to her, she came, said, my daughter is at home sick. Yeah. Asking Jesus to come and minister to her daughter, have mercy on me, and Jesus made a statement right there and said, "I was not sent, you know, but to the lost house of lost house of Israel." And Jesus further more said, "I can't take the children's bread and throw it to dogs." Now I want you to help. I want you to see something here. Nothing would deter this woman. The disciples said, "No, Master, send her away. She's crying after us." But I want to get something there. You see, the Jews, they referred and saw the Canaanites, of which this woman was one of them, as dogs. They saw Gentiles as dogs. In fact, uh, the 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 Hebrew, the uh, religious. Hebrew male Jew, there are three things he would thank God for. Thank God I'm not a woman. Thank God I'm not a Gentile. And thank God I'm not a dog. Those are the three things the religious, pharisaical Jew would thank God for. And so can you imagine, this woman heard, "I I, I can't just take the children's bread, which is healing what she needed, and throw it to little dogs. You see, if it was some people today, say, Hey, there he goes. You mean you're showing prejudice towards me? No, Jesus was not referring. He <laughs> said, There's just something about it. That would have been a good place for many people to get offended and lose out and be without healing. They should have had to go back and go meet her, de- her, her daughter, you know, possessed with the devil. But regardless, Of how what was said to this woman, she couldn't be deterred. She couldn't be offended. You know, real faith, and that strong want to, will refuse to be offended. Nothing will deter it. It will get what it wants. No, Jesus was not referring to her, you know, as being less than or putting her on that. No, Jesus was speaking spiritually. Every Gentile spiritually is unclean. And spiritually are like dogs. Basically, the Bible makes that clear as you see the law because it's still the law. But that woman knew something about Jesus. Not just that, he knew something, she knew something about the nature and the person of Jesus. And she knew the master could not be trampling her down, so to speak. She wouldn't be deterred. Do you see how strong this woman's want to was? Hallelujah. You know, I think of a man like David. Oh, this is a man, you know, with a strong want. You hear him saying, I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. The Lord my God teaches my hands to warm my fingers to fight so that a bow of steel is broken by my arm. Think about it. A bow of steel. That's what propelled David, even though he had a catapult. Yeah. And Goliath, a veteran warrior with every, you know, the state of the art uh, uh, war equipment that day to go fight. But David strong wants to and is believing in the God of Israel. That same God you and I call our father. He went and he delivered Israel and defeated Goliath. Hallelujah. Let me just touch on one example before I go further here. I'm sure we do know the man called Jonah. You know, especially one, one thing I love about this man. He heard from God to go to Nineveh. He didn't want to go to Nineveh. In fact, the Ninevites were enemies of Israel. That's why he just thought "My God. Lord, why are you sending me over there? He went in the exact opposite direction. And in disobeying God, there was a storm. And when the storm came, they did everything to, you know, they lightened the ship, did everything to try to get themselves, you know, the, the, the seafaring people, everybody else was scared and Jonah was fast asleep right there somewhere on that ship. And they woke him up and said, who are you? Where are you from? And Jonah told him, listen, it's for my sake that this storm has come about. You throw me into the, in, into the sea and you'll have peace. Now, other was, Jonah was willing to die than go and obey God. And the people wouldn't do that. They did everything and told him, call on your God. Jonah kept insisting, throw me into the water. Throw me in and you'll have peace. And when they saw they couldn't, you know, prevail against the storms, reluctantly they picked him up and threw him into the water. And there was a great calm. But you know one thing, when Jonah got into the water, he came to himself. He realized, wow, Death and dying like this is not a pleasant thing. Well, God showed mercy on him and had a big fish. I don't know if it was a whale or not, but I say it was a big fish. Swallowed him. That fish, you know, when that fish was created or made or given birth to, the fish had a calling. And the calling was to deliver Jonah. You know, there's something for us to learn there. Regardless of whatever situation you find yourself, God has already ordained some people and situations before the foundation of the world, before you were born, to deliver you, to bring you out of that situation, to make provision for you. That should encourage your strong, a strong want to on the inside of you. Well Jonah was swallowing in the fish and my goodness it was so uncomfortable. Jonah felt so uncomfortable. Can you imagine? All I can think about is like, you know, being in a pool somewhere in there of gook and olive oil, weeds and all that. Jonah talks about that. But listen, in that place of disobedience, Jonah could have said, you know what? I'll just repent and die. Yeah. And if he repented and died, yeah, he wouldn't have been lost. He would have made heaven. Because the Lord is merciful. But Jonah repented. And Jonah said, Lord, you deliver me out of this place. And Jonah said, those who observe lying vanities forsake their mercy. Think Jonah 2, 9, 8, 9, somewhere in there. Those who observe lying vanities forsake their mercy. He says, I will look to your holy temple. How was it supposed to know what direction the temple was? And to know to pray. He did it by faith. Strong want to. Hallelujah. Even in that place of disobedience, Jonah believed God just like that quickly. And next thing, he's seeking and praying for deliverance. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, in Proverbs 24.10, Proverbs 24.10 tells us, If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. So there is no excuse In times of trouble, testings, or trials, for you to quit, fail, or give up. Nothing. like No room for that. The Bible says if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. You and I ought to hate anything weak. You know, the Bible says strengthen the weak knees. That's what the Bible says. In fact, I think Isaiah 35, uh, verse 4, thereabout, I believe it says, Isaiah 35, he says, Say to those of a fearful heart, be strong. Hallelujah. So when fear comes, that's weakness coming. Resist it. Say to those of a fearful heart, be strong. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, I, I want to read, let me first of all read uh, Luke's account of this man's story. Luke 8 from verse 28. This is so, so interesting here. Let's read this story here. Luke uh, uh, 8, in fact, from verse 26. Then they sailed to the country of the Gadarenes, which is opposite Galilee. And when he stepped out on the land, there were met him a man from the city who had demons for a long time. Well, uh, Matthew's account in Matthew 8, you know, tells us there were two. But the Bible really gives emphasis about this particular one, one of them. We're told he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house, but in tombs. Think about that. This guy, in tombs. And he saw Jesus, uh, when he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, you Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. For I have commanded the unclean spirit to come out of a man. For he had often seized him and he was kept under guard bound with chains and shackles and he broke the bonds and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. Jesus asked him saying, What is your name? And he said, Legion, because many demons had entered him and they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. Now a herd of many swine was feeding there on the mountain. So they begged him that he would permit them to enter them, and it permitted them. Then the demons went out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the lake and drowned. And when those who fed them saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what had happened, and came to Jesus and found the man for whom the demons had departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed in his right mind, and they were afraid. And one thing that I, I kind of funny about people, when the man was demon-possessed, full of demons, they were afraid. Now he's delivered, in his right mind, they're still afraid. <laughs> it's kind of funny. They also, who had seen it, told them by what means he would have been demon-possessed, uh, but they also, who had seen it, told them by what means, he who had been demon-possessed was healed. Then the whole multitude of the surrounding region of the Gadarenes asked him to depart from them, for they, seize, for they were seized with great fear, and they got into the boat and returned. Now I'm the man. You know, let me kind of say something here. People say, oh my, God, look at Jesus. He just destroyed those people's livelihood. Really? Listen, these are Jewish people. They are, they've got no business rearing swine. Deuteronomy 14, somewhere in verse, uh, Deuteronomy 14 verse 8 makes it clear. Swine, pigs are unclean. They're unclean. They had no business. So this would have been for, so far gone, you know, from keeping, you know, the book of the law. Now, let me just kind of, uh, you know, say something aside here. People say, well, animals are unclean. Well, yeah, bad thing. This was unclean. This was according to the law. But today in Christ Jesus, people ask, well, can I eat uh, a pig? Nothing wrong with it if you choose to. Timothy tells us, I believe, 1 Peter twenty-four, he says, we can eat anything. Anything today is good for us to eat as long as it's we, we, we receive it by faith and sanctify it by prayer. Hallelujah. So God gave everything for us to eat. Back then in the law, it was for types and shadows. In fact, you see God also bringing the same message across to Peter, Although, you know, using the Gentiles. But the same message is conveyed in that vision Peter had in Acts chapter 10. Right there in the house, you know, how it was told to go to the house of Cornelius. So, yes, you know, these things were unclean then. But today, if you want to eat, uh, you know, pork or whatever, nothing wrong with it. Not from the standpoint of the scriptures in the New Testament. You can believe God, pray, you can eat those things, pork, shrimp, you know, all of those things. Yeah, praise God. Lord Jesus did all of those beautiful things for us. Amen. Now the man from whom the demons had been departed begged him that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, return to your own house and tell what great things the Lord has done for you. And he went his way, proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. See, yeah, the man wanted to go with Jesus. But Jesus thrust him out with the boldness of confession to go tell all those who knew him. The great mercy the Lord had shown to him. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. My time is fast slipped away from me, dear friend. I'm going to pick this up from from here next time. How strong is your want to? Whatever you need from God. Whatever you're believing God, God for, there's got to be a strong want to. Hallelujah. And dear friend, a strong want to is part of the nature of Christ. And listen, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Well, also, dear friend, if you don't know, Jesus is your Lord and Savior. In other words, Jesus to you is just some distant historical figure like, uh, you know, uh, Moses or, you know, Herbert Macaulay or somebody, you know, William Wilberforce, somebody like that. Listen, Jesus can be real to you and you can get intimate with Jesus and know him. The same way you know a close dear friend. And here's the friend that sticks closer than a brother. Let me pray for you and I'm going to lead you in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for this dear one's listening to me right now. That that, that person who's been blessed or been given this message, I pray for them, Lord. stir them up by your spirit. You know, stir them up and let them have that spiritual hunger to have a strong want to. It's the nature of Christ to be strong, to be bold, to desire fervently and to go for it without condemnation, without condemnation of any kind. Thank you, Lord, that you've made us the righteousness of God in Christ. And Father, the nature of Christ belongs to us. And I pray that I'll be real to my brother and sister listening to me right now. And they will move on to the next level in faith. Believing God for greater and greater things. In Jesus' holy name. And being a part of your kingdom. Doing their bit in the kingdom. And Father, helping to fulfill the great commission in Jesus' precious name. And dear friend, if you don't know Jesus, Your Lord and Savior, pray this prayer after me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you right now. Because you said You know you will not reject me. And right now. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, for sending Jesus to die for me. Sit on the throne of my life. Jesus, I declare you as Lord and Savior, and I'm yours eternally. Thank you for making me a new creature, and I forsake my past and my sins, and reach unto Jesus for him to be total Lord over my life. In Jesus' precious name. Dear friend, thank you for letting me come into your space. Till next time, I'm going to pick up this message from here. Don't forget, it's indeed a great day to be alive and keep your wants to stronger than ever before. Blessings.